This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, April 25th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Doing well. Yeah? How was your weekend? It was your birthday, yeah? Yes, it was. Did you do anything cool? Well, as you know, I use SeatGeek.com. And the promo code streams to save $20 and a pair of White Sox tickets for Saturday. Yeah, and how was that? It was great. Yeah, it seemed like a good one. It seemed like a good one. Uh, you doing anything else cool? My wife, you know, she, she, she made a uh, delicious birthday lunch. This is going kind of, to sound kind of, kind of odd to our, our, our Western listeners, but she made uh, cold buckwheat noodles and like a fried chicken cutlet. Yeah, that sounds pretty all right. But, you know, it's, I, I don't know if you remember from our time in Korea, uh, Naengmyeon? Uh, no, not by name. I think, oh, really? I think we had it together once. No, it's it's the, the, the cold buckwheat noodles. It's delicious. I don't remember the noodles. I remember cutlets a lot over there, though. I was into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, they were big into their pork cutlet, you know, or chicken yeah. cutlet in this case. But no, she, had, no, she made a great lunch for me. Um, I got a couple cool presents. Um, I tweeted out a few of them. That sounds cool. Yeah. Well, right on. Um, the most amazing thing to me on Saturday, and I tweeted about this, did you see that Tanner Roark struck out 15 batters against the Twins? I saw that. In seven innings. I about fell out of my chair. That, I, I honestly, I also tweeted this, I thought that was more incredible than, uh, Jake Arrieta no hitting the Reds. Like, if you ask me which one was more likely, like... I would have to agree, you know, I have to agree with you there. I think that is... Roark just like is a fine pitcher. Like that he threw seven scoreless doesn't blow me away at all. Like that could happen, but like we've never seen that many strikeouts out of him. That's insanity. I likened it to like if Ben Revere hit two home runs in a game. I'd go, no way. Like no, like I don't know. That I'm still reeling from that one. That was the craziest thing I saw this weekend. And there's a lot of crazy stuff this weekend. Uh did you see on Sunday, um, the Nationals Twins game. I I know that there was this, a that Dusty Baker left Steven Strasburg in slightly too long, and he kind of fell apart. Sure, and uh, it went sixteen innings. Bryce Harper hit a pinch hit home run to tie it in the ninth, just... and then in the fifteenth inning, uh, the Twins got a caught stealing call overturned, and then scored to take the lead. And then in the bottom of the inning, um, they had a Somebody on first, and Oliver Perez came up to hit, because it's the 15th inning, and Dusty actually, uh, no, sorry, and then the Twins actually changed their pitcher to face Oliver Perez. They went with matchups against Oliver Perez at the plate, and with two outs and a runner on first, Oliver Perez bunted, and the catcher, John Ryan Murphy, threw it wide of first base, and it allowed them to score. When the ball looked like it was going to go out, it was just nuts, and so uh, Oliver Perez ended up on second, and they tied the game, and then they had a walk off the next inning. It was just <sighs> sad for the Twins. Felt bad for the Twins, and then the Rockies Dodgers game was insane on Sunday. And the tweet I saw that was really notable from that was apparently Yasiel Puig was the emergency catcher on the list for Sunday. Didn't happen, but we were told that it would have happened, which. Would have been absolutely crazy as well, and also amazing. And then um, in Arizona against the Pirates, Shelby Miller played left field. So I and they used like four starting pitchers. I don't know. 
it was a weird baseball weekend, I feel like. Did anything else jump out to you? I don't know how much baseball you watch other than the White Sox. I, I mostly watch White Sox, and it, it was weird to see the another team be stupid. Yeah? What happened? Well, they had that, that bizarre triple play on Friday. Oh, yeah. Where there were like 87 throws and guys getting caught in between. It was weird. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the White Sox don't look foolish here. No. If, if, if you're, you're not, on the other side of that, we're seeing another team look foolish for once. Yeah, if you're not careful, you look at it. The White Sox are doing pretty well. Matt well, Latos is good again on Sunday. I, I don't know. I know you're apprehensive, but White Sox are looking good. No, he's been surprisingly competent, almost too surprising. Yeah, it's something's weird, but it's exciting. It's good. It's April. We're still excited. April's almost over, and we're still excited. I, I can't wait for May and the Great Equalizer. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, well, we are going to look at stuff going on in the future as best as we can, which, you know, is impossible, but we do our best. Uh, we're looking at Monday, the 25th. Um, all these games are in the evening, no day games. Um, we like that for DFS. It makes it a lot simpler. Um, Matt, for Monday, the 25th at Catcher, uh, where are you looking at at Catcher? Not a great day for Catcher. It's not. It's really not. Um... Of all, you know, most of the positions, like, you know, the typically tough, you know, tough to fill positions that we have, like, you know, shortstop, second base, you know, what have you, mm-hmm. I had a pretty easy time with. Catcher was a little rough for me. Um, yeah. I wrote down Steven Vogt versus Jordan Zimmerman, but I don't really believe in it. I, if you have to attack Jordan Zimmerman, it's with lefties. Mm-hmm. So Vogt kind of makes sense here to have a good day. Yeah. Um, I wrote down A.J. Pruszynski versus Rick Porcello. Your boy, Pruszynski, huh? Did he get his 2000th hit yet? Uh, I don't know. I'm not up on the Braves news yet. I'm not sure. That was that was the big thing, right? Give me two seconds. I'll, I'll... It was over four today, so. So uh, no. He uh, he could still he could get his 2000th hit off Porky. There you go. That would be a momentous occasion, you could oh, say. Especially if you have him in DFS. Yeah. Oh god, the Braves have been bad, but he can hit. That's for sure. I wrote down AJ Ellis versus Wei Yin Chen, but it could also be against Monty Grandal. Mm-hmm. Way, Dodgers catcher, I'm kind of interested in. I like Grandal for sure. Mm-hmm. I have that. AJ Ellis is a little less inspiring, but I could see him scoring runs there anyway. And lastly, I've got my guy. Your guy. Steve Clevenger versus Doug Fister. Oh, man. He did. You called it the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our good big calls so far this year. What? I'm going I'm I'm going with Clevenger again. I'm, I'm Yeah. You got to make sure he gets in the lineup. But I'm if doubling, he does. Doubling. Oh, it, it's lefty and righty. I, I have to think he they, they put him against you know ahead of Christianetta, right? You'd think so. I don't know if he keeps doing what he did, gonna earn some more time. Yeah. Either uh, way, I'm 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 doubling down on Clevenger for, for All me. right. I'm okay with it. He he can hit when he's in. Um <laughs> <laughs> I had a, so the Yankees are going to Texas and they're getting Cesar Ramos, who's yes. a lefty and pretty well a like reliever. He's a reliever. He's starting for him. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and do the little bit of fade. I'm going to take Brian McCann against the lefty. Um, Brian McCann doesn't typically like to hit lefties, but one, I'm not that scared of Cesar Ramos, especially as a starter. And two, I don't think that he's going to go very deep. They're hoping to get three or four innings out of him, and then it's a lot of Texas bullpen, and the Texas bullpen hasn't been great. No, so, terrible this weekend. Yeah, so I'm going Brian McCann in Texas, 
He'll get an unbat or two against Cesar Ramos, who, yeah, it's a lefty, but he'll be okay. And then even once he gets past him, there's places to go there. So um, I like that. I'm not scared of that, and I think that other people might be scared off it. So you can try that. Um, Jan Gomes gets Tommy Malone, and Jan Gomes has been showing signs of life, and he's a, he hits right-handed, and Tommy Malone's a lefty, and the Twins' bullpen's nothing special. Not to mention after they just threw 15 innings, 16 innings on uh, on Sunday, so... If you want Jan Gomes, I like that just fine. Um, I like, in Colorado, Francisco Cervelli getting Chad Bettis. It's righty on righty, but that's fine for uh, Cervelli. Cervelli's more of a contact guy, and it's Coors Field, so go nuts. Uh, I think that's a fine matchup. And then uh, two more. Um, Wellington Castillo's been absolutely on fire. It was his birthday on Sunday, and he hit another home run. He has, like, six home runs in his last seven games or something. Um, and when you really want him is against a lefty, which is how he homered on Sunday, and he's going to get Jaime Garcia. Jaime Garcia is pretty decent. It's not a great matchup for him, but if you believe in him being hot and getting a lefty, uh, there you go. That is happening on Monday as well. And then my last one is Buster Posey getting Drew Pomeranz. It's Posey against a lefty. We kind of like Drew Pomeranz on this show, though. You especially. So. I, do like uh, I think Buster Posey could do fine against him, but we'll see. Um, so there's options at catcher, none that are amazing. Kind of have to dig a little bit. I like Steve Clevenger as the deep pick, though, for sure. Um, Matt, what are you thinking at first base? Usually plenty more options. Anybody, uh, really look good to you there? In a ton of options. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down Texas versus Eovaldi. Yes. Just, you know, f- Fielder or, or, or Moreland, take whoever's cheaper is my advice. Mm-hmm. Moreland, or, uh, Eovaldi has not had a great start to the year. I think no, he'll be better, but... He's been, historically, he's not done well against lefties. He's got an OPS, like, well over 750 against lefties. Yeah. Yep. Uh, first career, I should say. Uh, Goldie, uh, I'm sorry, Paul Goldschmidt versus Jaime Garcia? Yep. Yep. This is I, sta- I started looking at Jaime Garcia, and I'm like, he's pretty good, but Goldschmidt can hit him. I'm like, yeah. and well, and Castillo can. I'm, and I'm, then I just started digging into the D-backs lineup and being like, there's a few lefty mashers in there. Yeah, it's not the greatest matchup for Jaime. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down uh, David Ortiz versus Julio Tehran. Oh, I like... Oh, that's in Atlanta. I apologize. He's probably not going to yeah. play. He probably won't play. I looked at it and was like, probably not. But yeah, if he gets in, I like it. But... Yeah, I wrote it down for getting... Uh, cross him off then. Yeah, cross him off then. <laughs> I got uh, our guy Justin Bohr versus Ross Stripling. Sure, why not? Okay, uh, Adam. Uh, sticking with betting against Doug Fister, I got Adam Lind. Yeah, I picked. Yeah, I think you can pick Mariners guys against Doug Fister. I want Doug Fister to be I've good. Seen Doug Fister live. Yeah, I want him to be good, and he's not right now. No. Uh, so yes, Adam Lind will do just fine. He was on my list. And last on my list, Freddie Freeman versus Rick Porcello. Sure. If you want to pick on Rick Porcello, I think. I do. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, I had. So, how excited are you for Miguel Gonzalez to go to Toronto with the White Sox? Try and tame that lineup. I have. I. I, I don't. It'll be something. I'm speechless. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be something. Um. So. Yeah. I got Edwin Encarnacion. Um. Miguel Gonzalez doesn't really have huge splits, and no. I don't mean that in a good way. I think he's just universally mediocre. There was a day a few years ago where he was an okay spot starter, but I think that's behind him. Um, I think it's going to be rough for him. So you can pick Blue Jays all day. Russell Martin's hurt, but you can pick the rest of them, um, including Edwin. That'll be fine. 
Um, are you ready to pick Orioles against Chris Archer? No. Actually, he, I'm, I'm really happy he came up. Okay. We'll probably get to him when we talk about pitchers. He already faced Baltimore this year, and he allowed four home runs. And it was in Baltimore. They're going to be in Tampa Bay this time. Mm-hmm. I'm not all in. And so, like, you could consider Chris Davis. I've said this before. When it comes to the thing like first base, there's too many other options to really be gung-ho and, like, take that big risk, if that makes sense. But, um... It's not for me, but if you want Chris Davis or Pedro Alvarez against Chris Archer, if you think Chris Archer has Homeritis or whatever, no. then there you go. Matt does not. Uh, I'm a little more questionable on it, but I'm at least going somewhere else first, I think. Okay. But, yeah. As far as Archer goes, it, if you look at the numbers behind the numbers, he's got a 2.95 XFIP. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, he's got like a you know some you know a, a billion actual ERA, but a 2.95 XFIP, he's fine. The, the the walks are a little concerning. The home mm-hmm. runs, I don't think he has nearly as much to do with that as some would leave, lead you to believe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm yeah, I'm a little worried, but I don't know. There hasn't been a noticeable drop in velocity. It's down slightly, but it's nothing to really be alarmed over. Yeah, I'm not um, abandoning ship yet. I don't think you're crazy if you pick some Orioles against him, but I'm not sure I can recommend it. Paper nine over thirteen. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's interesting. There's, again, there's more options. I'm not doing it just because it's first base. If you want to take, like, Jonathan Scope at second base, I'm like, okay. But at first base, yeah. Um, You got me in the scope, yeah. That'd be funny. I just, I don't, I I, I just think it's it's a wacky April. That's all. That's what I'm talking it up to, and I'm not prepared to bet Chris Archer at this point. Sure. I'm not buying or selling on him, uh, personally. I would be Um, buying, honestly. Uh, Mark Teixeira gets Cesar Ramos, all the same things I said about Brian McCann, except he's a switch hitter, so he wouldn't even have any platoon disadvantage. So, I like some Yankees going to New York, or sorry, going to Texas. Um, Carlos Santana's been batting leadoff for, uh, the Indians, and that's kind of fun. And if you want to use him to pick on Tommy Malone, uh, and the Twins, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, and then, yeah, that's actually all I had for first base. Tons of options. Let's get on to second base. I said Jonathan Scope. Again, he gets Chris Archer. It's in Tampa Bay. I don't love it, but I think it's sneaky enough that it'll be not that popular. And at second base, I'm like, take some more risks at second base. That's where you could separate yourself from the field and get a little sneakier. At first base, you kind of need the points. Kind of like pitcher. Um, you you kind of need the points. But at second base, it's not like you're leaving a bunch else out there. Um, I have Rugnet Odor getting Nate Eovaldi in Texas. Yeah. I think that'll be fine. I have Starlin Castro getting Cesar Ramos. If you want to work on that Yankee stack, that's righty and lefty for him. Uh, I have some of these Rockies guys against Jeff Locke. I think Jeff Locke's gonna, <laughs> Jeff Locke's gonna have a bad day in Colorado. Um, He's the, be a terrible day. the Rockies have a bunch of righties that hit righties better, and I think DJ LeMahieu fits that bill. But I'm not worried about it. I think DJ LeMahieu will do just fine against Jeff Locke, even if he's not a lefty masher. He's in that lineup, and it's going to be a tough day for Pittsburgh. So uh, I'm fine with DJ LeMahieu. That's a thumbs up for me. If you want to go with this Arizona stack, uh, righties on lefties on Jaime Garcia, uh, Gene Segura can be one. Uh, he's right-handed, and I could be in on a lot of scoring there if they blow him up. Um, same with Robinson Cano, getting Doug Fister. That's lefty on righty, other way around, but we don't believe in Doug Fister right now, and Robinson Cano is just fine. Mm-hmm. And my last second baseman is D. Gordon getting Ross Stripling. Uh, D. Gordon looks just fine. He's been 
you know, hitting just fine and stealing bases, and that's what you want from him, uh, and having no power at all. But uh, if you believe in him and them getting Ross Stripling, uh, D. Gordon will be just fine. Do you have any second baseman I did not mention? Actually, I don't. Okay. Well, sorry, I stole the category. <laughs> you you pretty ran... much did. You're like, yep, yep, yep. Check that yep. box. Yep. I ran the list. Well, that's that's seven guys. That's plenty to pick from. All right, Matt, you take third base. Uh, who do you got at third base? Okay. I'm starting with Travis Shaw versus Julio Tehran. Yes. I actually wrote that. It's maybe the first time we've recommended Travis Shaw this year. I think it is, but he's absolutely on fire against righties. He's hitting. Yeah, he's doing just fine. So He's having, he's having a great start to the season. Earth and our guy, Luis Valbuena versus Taiwan Walker. Sure, why not? It's power on power. That, that could much. mean a good thing if he connects with one. Yes, could mean a very good thing if he connects with one. And he costs next to nothing. So Yeah. On the other side of that, Earth and Kyle Seeger versus Doug Fister. Yep, yep, yep. And lastly, I've got an under-the-radar pick for you. Okay. My guy, Juan Uribe versus Tommy Malone. Oh boy, Juan Uribe. Yep. I, I can't tell if Juan Uribe is your guy or not. I always lose track of if you love him or hate him. You know what? I'm I've had a love hate relationship with him. Like yeah. It, it, when he was with the White Sox, I couldn't stand him. Then when he like started moving around teams and becoming a, a legend, like everywhere he went, you're like, oh. I kind of learned to. You know what? He wasn't. He wasn't that bad. And also, no. you know, some of the characters the White Sox have tossed at shortstop, you know, it was kind of nice having not to worry about shortstop with him. Yeah. Uh, he can play defense and he can hit lefties, which is why you want him against Tommy yes. Malone, yeah? Yeah. I like that. That's a, that's a that's a good one. I did not have him down, but I agree that that's a, a fine pick there. Again, I'm down to pick on the Twins, after, especially after a 15-inning day. There could be some... <laughs> Ugly innings there, if Tommy Malone doesn't help him out much. Um, the only ones I had you didn't. Uh, Nolan Arenado getting Jeff Locke. Again, Nolan Arenado, yeah, Nolan Arenado prefers righties, but he's going to hit Jeff Locke fine. It's not like the platoon advantage is going to be a weakness. Uh, I like him there. It's in cores. He'll pay a lot for it, but it'll be good. Um, Justin Turner getting way in Chen uh, at Dodger Stadium. If you don't believe in way in Chen, I think Dodgers could do fine, and that's a platoon advantage for him even though he's also been good against righties. I just, I don't buy that much into the good righty that struggles against lefties thing. I think that he'll be fine. Um, and then my last one is Matt Duffy getting Drew Pomeranz. I don't know if Matt's going to endorse picking on Drew Pomeranz, but that is a righty on lefty there. Um, all right, shortstop. I literally had three names at shortstop. So do I. You do too. I hope you have the ones different than I do, because I'm not excited about mine. It's a tough shortstop day. I like Two of mine really, really well. Okay. I have Brad Miller getting Kevin Gosman. Oh, come on. What? That you don't like him? I am about the biggest Brad Miller fanboy out there, and even I won't take Brad Miller right now. Why don't you? Because he's been bad, or because it's Kevin Gosman? Uh, both. Yeah. Uh, it's Kevin Gosman's debut this year, I think, and and that's yeah. part of it. Um, I don't love having to face the Oreo bullpen, which is kind of decent, but... And and based on what we saw last year, you know, Gosman, he's got the reverse platoon split thing where he struggled against... Lefties. No, he would struggle against fellow righties. Yes, he that makes struggled sense. against fellow righties and did well against lefties. So Yeah. And Miller, I, in, until I actually see him put together like two or three competent games, I'm sorry. Yeah. I admit, I, let's I'm, let's play you, the guess the Tampa Bay, struggling Tampa Bay hitters OPS game again. 
like we did with Logan Morrison. I have it up here on Baseball Reference, so it's only through Saturday. It's ignoring whatever he did on Sunday. Okay. And on Sunday, he went one for five. So, uh, you were going to hit? He went one for five on uh, on Sunday, yes. Good for him. Uh, wow, breaking out of the slump. An RBI and a run scored. All right, Matt, what do you think his OPS was before going one for five? Before going one for five, I'll say it's like 401. Lower. But close enough, pretty good guess. It was 389. I won't make you lower higher. When, you, when you're within 12 points, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, 389 before he went one for five. Uh, it's not Logan Morrison level, but that's definitely... I, yeah, we might need to wait on him. That's a fair Logan point. Logan Morrison broke the OPS scale. A little bit. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, I also had much more believable pick. Uh, Francisco Lindor you. gets okay, Tommy a Malone. Much better pick. Yeah. Uh, he'll be fine there. Again, I still like picking on the Twins. They're a little taxed, and their bullpen's not great anyway. So, there's Francisco Lindor. And then I have uh, Jordy Mercer getting Chad Bettis only because he's not good. Here's the thing. He's not going to hit for power. <laughs> he's not going to hit for power, and he's not really going to steal bases. But they've been batting him leadoff from time to time. And it's literally, that's it. He's hitting like 300 so far this season. Uh, he's only, I mean, he's... 29. I don't think he's going to suddenly break out, but he's like, so here's the stats through Saturday again, 305, 386, 407. So it's a 792 OPS with a homer and a steal. I don't believe that. Like you're not looking for power or speed from him. You're looking for him to bat lead off in Coors Field against the Rockies against Chad Bettis. That's it. And he's not going to cost you anything and he's going to have a pulse. And if he's don't check that he's in the lineup, check that he's batting first. If he's batting first, I endorse the pick. If they bury him at eighth, like, no thanks. Pass. But uh, I think there is value there on basically a punt, but I think he could put points together for you there. Does that sound reasonable? I guess. Yeah. Not exciting, but reasonable. That's all I'm going for. Because it was a tough uh, it was a tough uh, shortstop day. Uh, Matt, who did you have at shortstop? I had two different. I had Kettle Marte versus Doug Fister. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that, too. My guy. Yeah, you like him more than I do, but I don't hate him. So um, yeah, Mikel Marte, especially you know, obviously when he's in the lineup. Yes. And last, Everton as Drupal Cabrera versus Rizal Iglesias. That's fine. I'm so bored by Drupal Cabrera, but <laughs> oh, that's fine. It's doing? against Rizal right. Iglesias. More importantly, it's against the Reds bullpen, who might be worse than the Rockies bullpen this year. It really, really yeah. might. They're yeah. already getting ready to give up on their closer, JJ Herbert. <laughs> their closer. There's now they don't have anyone to replace them though. Like that bullpen, like it might be worse than the Rockies, and that's hard to do. So I think the guy who they wanted to replace him with was worse. Yeah, I it's it's not good. So, um, <laughs> I look if I can endorse Jordy Mercer, I can endorse Isdrubal Cabrera. So it's fine. But we're agreeing that it's a tough shortstop day. Just put Lindor's name in there and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's worth paying for Lindor. Uh, I think that's that's you know you, you might it might be a little more expensive than it might be a little more expensive than some of the other names we mentioned, but just penciled in, yeah. save money somewhere else. Don't look at the names like Jordy Mercer in your lineup or Brad Miller. It's it's worth that price. Or, or, or toss Kettle Marte in there. He's probably going to score a run or two. Yeah. All right, um, in the outfield, hopefully a little bit more inspiring. Matt, where are you okay. thinking of going in the outfield? Um, I'm starting out with the uh, the Red Sox stack against Julio Tejeron. Okay. Jackie Bradley Jr. and my guy, Brock Holt. Yep, any of those lefties should do just okay. fine. 
honestly, you could probably put Brock Holt just about anywhere in your lineup. So yeah. Uh, next up, I've got Adam Eaton versus Marcus Stroman. Okay, yeah, I like seeing you enjoying Adam Eaton, but yes, he's he's a blithering idiot, but it, he's good at baseball. So yeah, he's doing just fine. Josh Reddick versus Jordan Zimmerman. Okay, sure. Next up, Colby Rasmus versus Taiwan Walker. Sure. Yeah, I had that. He who can't stop hitting home runs. Yes, in the he's, got like right seven, now. he's got seven already. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what he does, but yeah. Uh, we're on Yasiel Puig versus Wei-Yin Chen. Yeah, I like that. Righty on lefty. I kind of like the, the Miami stack against Ross Stripling. It's my guy Derek Dietrich or Christian Yelich. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I love Christian Yelich. You know and that. Honestly, I almost forgot this guy. Uh, El Coffee himself, Gregor... Gregor Polanco versus Chad Betis. Yeah. Uh, I, I like any of those Pirates outfielders there, but he's the left-handed one, yeah, I, I, I think. With an advantage, that's where yeah. you want to bet. Yeah, I, I think any of those Pirates. I mean, if, again, if I can go with Jordy Mercer, I can go with any of those Pirates outfielders there. I like that. Um, I tried to pick on your guy, Miguel Gonzalez. You can take uh, Kevin Pillar. Um, also, they're going to score runs against him, man. You want to bet? Uh, they keep also playing Ezekiel Carrera in the outfield because Michael Saunders is hurt. Damage. Uh, he's been playing well, and they're batting him leadoff again. Like, I only endorse Ezekiel Carrera if he's batting leadoff. If you check the lineups, don't see that he's in, just see that he's batting first. If that's true, he's going to cost you nothing. At the top of that Blue Jays lineup, at home against the White Sox and Miguel Gonzalez, sure. It's going to be a cheap option. It'll be the third one. But, yeah, go nuts. Back him up with Jose Bautista if you want. Spend the money there. Um, I'm fine with that. If you want to pick on Gosman, I like uh, Corey Dickerson. You seem less excited to pick on Gosman, but that's where I would go. Um, if you want Texas guys against Eovaldi, um, you can take Nomar Mazzara, if you believe in Nomar Mazzara. I, I kind of do. Uh, that would be fine. Uh if you want Yankees guys in Texas more, it's Beltran, switch hitter. Can handle the left-handed starter, should start, and then uh, whoever comes into the bullpen after that. I can see bad bullpen days, not just from the Reds and the Rockies, but also the Rangers and the Twins, like I said. Um, Indians outfield Rajai Davis against Tommy Malone. I don't think anybody believes in Rajai Davis like I do, but I like him uh, getting lefty. Um, here's one for you. Rockies outfielder. Ryan Rayburn getting Jeff Locke. Uh, Ryan Rayburn has been getting in against lefties, and he's been mashing them. He can Honestly, totally hit a lefty. I, so. I, I looked at him, and I almost wrote it down, but I thought you'd make fun of me again. No, I like those guys that get in. It's same with, uh, if you can get Sean Rodriguez getting a lefty. Like, he's been awesome so far, too. Like, they're very niche picks, but nobody's going to take them. Um, so I like that. Uh, I have Seth Smith getting Doug Fister. Because Seth Smith's actually been fine. Not much power or speed, but he's hitting over 300. He does well. Um, you missed a big one for the Dodgers. It's uh, not only Seal Puig and Wei Chen, but Enrique Hernandez. Anytime they get a lefty, Enrique Hernandez is just okay. murdering the ball. Yeah, you Enrique. Yeah, that's another guy that's going to start because there's a lefty, and I like that a lot. I actually like him better than those other guys. I like him better than Ryan Raybird. Enrique Hernandez is a, is a legitimately pretty decent baseball player, and he's extra decent against lefties. He would start on a lot of teams it's, it's right now. Legitimately pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, he would be a starting guy on, on a lot of teams, but not the Dodgers. Um, other than that, uh, Yasmani Tomas already has four home runs. He hit like nine last year. Uh, there's a lot of power there, and he just had, like, terrible launch angles and stuff. But if he's figuring it out at all, he's still, like, 25. 
Um, he gets a lefty in Jaime Garcia. And okay. so if you like righty on lefty, he could do fine there. Um, pitchers. Matt, we had a lot of uh, pitching options here. Where do you think you're going to start with your pitchers on Monday? <sighs> okay, I think everybody and his brothers going to be betting on Noah Syndergaard, so I'm going to be fading with Rizal. Sure. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is going to do bad things to the Reds, and I agree. It's obvious and popular, but Rizal Iglesias isn't a slouch. No, you know? he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I think that's a if you're in a GPP, if you're in a way you want to separate yourself from the pack, I could see strikeouts there. And yeah, no, I, I endorse that. You you clarify that you don't think he's going to win or have a great day. You just think that if he does, there's a 25% chance that he comes out on top, that you're going to come out on top with him by a big margin. Yeah. Do I think. Okay. Like what? What are, what are the chances out of a hundred that Rysel Iglesias wins tomorrow? I give him like a twenty percent, twenty five percent, thirty four. I don't know. I, it, no, Cincinnati's pretty good. Cincinnati isn't as they're they're not as terrible as people claim they are. Uh, not in the lineup. No. No. I mean, Joey Votto still maybe. major league hitter. Jay Bruce still yeah. major league hitter. Brandon Phillips still major league hitter. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez, please. Yes. Yes. You're you're. you're your friend and life coach. Yes. It's a professional yeah. lineup. It's against Noah Syndergaard, which I agree is intimidating, but if I'm fading, I want I want I want to glaze his, honestly. Yeah. Like I said, when I say twenty, twenty five percent, I don't think that's terrible. That's one and four, one five, and uh could do pretty well. And nobody else is gonna have him. So okay. it's a it's a, it's a tough fade, but it's not crazy. You're not looking at a one in ten chance. I mean we're making all those numbers up completely but uh that's how i feel about it reasonably decent um if you want to go with the obvious one in center guard i'm fine with that too i just don't think you're going to gain many points there honestly the, the obvious play i like a bit more is danny salazar versus the twins yeah uh i had to highlight that one especially after tanner roark struck out 15 twins i'm this is gonna like stick with me like all season uh but if he did that then I feel like, you know, Danny Salazar should strike out, what, like 22, 23 of them, yes, maybe? <laughs> oh, my goodness. They were without the DH, but that shouldn't... It doesn't matter. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, Salazar, big exclamation point there. I'm all over that. Um, are you considering taking Chris Archer against the Baltimore? I'd consider it. I also like Kevin Gosman. Yeah, uh, that both of them scare me personally. I'm interested; they're both interesting, but I don't know that I put my eggs in that basket. But yeah, um, you mentioned Stephen Vote, but would you take Jordan Zimmerman getting uh, the A's? Yeah, He's been pretty good. He's been fine, and I don't think Kendall Graveman is exactly going to shut down the Tigers. No, I don't think he will either. How about Marcus Stroman against your White Sox? I'm not. I, I, I'm a little scared of the White Sox. Okay, they've been pretty good. All right, you done that? I, I'm fine with Stroman there. If you believe in Stroman, I think it's fine. But it, it, they're not a pushover lineup, that's for sure. No. That's for sure. Um, how about Ian Kennedy in his one three five ERA, his zero nine whip, getting the Angels? No. No, because it's I've, you just can't go near Ian Kennedy. I've, I've been burned too many times to believe in it. I'm sorry. He's been good. I don't know that. Like, I'm not picking him either, but. He's been good so far. I don't know. I've kind of come to realize how bad the Angels actually are. Oh, yeah. It's not a bad matchup at all. No, it really isn't. I'm kind of talking myself into it. I I, I I can see the big profit potential there, honestly. Yeah. If you go with it, it's fine. I'm I'm not that crazy. But I 
yeah, if you're doing like a like like a uh, you know like, like the 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 late slate of games, like you know the ten the ten oh five sorry the ten oh five to the ten fifteen, mm-hmm. and you want to go say Kennedy and Pomeranz, I think you yeah. Can, I went to look up Kennedy for a contest and be like, maybe I'd stream him. He's like 90% owned. Apparently everybody believes in him more than we do. I, I haven't even like, yeah, but he's been good. So who knows? Uh, that's a good matchup for him. How about the opposite side of that? Garrett Richards getting the Royals. Too scared to stream against the Royals? I don't, the problem is the, the Royals, they'll like, they, they, they won't beat you by hitting home runs. They'll beat you by like destroying your whip. Yeah. Whip destroyers. Yeah. Totally. Uh, they're they're kind of tough. Yeah, I like Garrett Richards, but yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Um, Taiwan Walker gets the Astros. We only picked uh, one or two guys against him. Would you consider Taiwan Walker when he's no. on? He's pretty good. Uh, no, no, staying away. Yes. Uh, how about Zach Greinke getting the Cardinals? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I I think he's gonna be fine. I, I'm okay with picking Zach Greinke. No, uh, I also had who else did I have on this list? Um. Madison Bumgarner gets the Padres. I don't think the Padres... I mean, I like the Padres against lefties more than righties, but they don't scare me away from using Madison Bumgarner, right? The problem is you're going to pay through the nose for Bumgarner. Yeah. He's going to be fine. I, I would rather, I would think I would rather fade it with Pomeranz than... You like Pomeranz. You, you, so it went so well last time. You're going to take him in San Francisco? Is, is Gausman over 50%? Uh, I did not check. Well, just DFS-wise, before... I'll check for you now. Before we get to it, would you do it in DFS? Would you consider Pomeranz? Uh, would you recommend him going to San Francisco? I, I would recommend him going to San Francisco, yes. It's it's not Petco, but that's not... The park's good. It's just the team's kind of mean to go up against. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They have guys like Hunter Pence and Posey and whatnot, and it would be fine. Um, are there any other starters for DFS that you would consider? I I think we ran it down pretty well, honestly. I think uh, uh, if I'm looking for a stack early, I think it's Salazar 100% and probably Iglesias. I really yeah. like that pair. I, I could see that. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, again, in DFS, the profit potential is in your strikeouts, and mm-hmm. I see a lot of strikeouts between Iglesias and Salazar. Yeah, I agree. If you can afford Syndergaard, I don't think you're crazy. It's just going to be very yeah. popular. I think Zimmerman's fine. I think Stroman's fine. Um, and in, in uh, the late slate, we'll jump to our. What's I'm that? Sorry, and in the late slate, I would prefer the Kennedy Pomeranz pairing would be my ideal. Yeah. All right. So uh, I have one more guy I'd consider, and I'm going to segue into our our picks with him. Right. Uh, I might take Rick Porcello in Atlanta, only because he's been okay, starting to show more strikeouts, pitching a little higher in the zone. But Atlanta has three home runs this year. The whole year they have three. And against righties, they're hitting 241, 322, 310, with a good old slugging lower than their on-base percentage. Uh, I just trust him. Like, I, I just trust him against the Braves, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm taking a total matchup pick there. I'm taking Rick Porcello. Um, I looked it up for you. Kevin Gosman is eligible. He's 25% owned. He's making his debut. Um and your boy Drew Pomeranz is at fifty percent, right on the line. And we decided a couple years ago that it is fifty percent and under. So if you want to yeah, take him think, on the line, that's fine it was, too. You call it the John Lackey rule. It was something. Yeah, that is right. The first time it yeah. happened, John Lackey was fifty percent owned. So I, I think I, I think forever I known as the Dylan. Dylan. I pick a pitcher at fifty percent. We cheated. We decided we would cheat and toe the line, and anybody fifty percent or yeah. under. Um, 
Yeah, so Pomeranz is right there. If he does well, you might never see him again. This might be your last chance to grab him. I think I'm going to roll Dice with Gosman. Okay. Uh, but we are recommending Pomeranz. And then um, Ross Stripling also is there against the Marlins, right. but there's just better streaming options there. Rick Porcello. I'm just, again, I'm banking on another 0 for 4 from Pruszynski. And, I mean, it's, it's they're really bad. Three home runs on the year, man. Like, come on, Rick Porcello. Come on. Come on, AJ. All right. Come on, Freddie. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Matt, you got anything else for us to get to before we get out of here? Yeah, this this came up b- before we started recording. It's not baseball, really. Do you mind if I bring it up? Yes. No. No, uh, I don't. I do not yeah, mind. For, for, my, for my birthday weekend, I requested birthday pie instead of birthday cake. Sure. And everybody I talked to thought this was the greatest thing they'd ever heard of. Like the, they had never heard it, and that was so creative and such a yes. good idea? I mean, you told it to me, and I had heard the opinion before, and you told it to me like I was going to challenge you and fight you on it, and I'm like, no, yeah, sure, I totally. You would fight me on this. No, man, you got to have birthday cake. It's got to, it's got, you got to keep it, keep it, you know, uh, traditional. I have my rare, pretty uh, strong opinions, but that wasn't one of them. No, yeah, uh, no, go nuts. I mean, why would I fight pie? Pie's delicious. Go nuts. I have weird, specific opinions, like the difference between funfetti and rainbow chip. Everyone goes, oh, I love Funfetti, and I go, no, Funfetti is stupid. You love Rainbow Chip. You think you like Funfetti. It's a branding confusion. What are you talking about? Uh, I talked about birthday cake. Do you know, are you familiar with Funfetti? No, or Rainbow, oh, or okay. Rainbow Chip. Uh, you are. It's I'm not. It's, it's cake from a box that has little like candies in it, like rainbow candies. Oh, oh, They're like, okay. Yeah, and mostly people know it as Funfetti. Um, but the problem is Funfetti is the one that comes with the uh, sprinkles on top of the can where, like, it's vanilla frosting and then you can, like, peel back the thing and sprinkle your own stuff on it. And that's stupid. Nobody wants to sprinkle their own frosting. The good one is Rainbow Chip and it comes with the chips already mixed in it and throughout it. And, again, it's a branding thing. Everyone's like, I love Funfetti. I'm like, no, throw that away. You want Rainbow Chip. So I will totally allow the birthday pie. I have no opinion there. I'm like, yeah, go nuts. But it's weird things like Funfetti where I put my foot down and go, no, know the difference. Okay. My, my, so. my, my thing with birthday cake is there's always like way too much frosting. Yes. Also that. Whenever we have a cake at work, there's always like 87 pounds of frosting and then tiny, tiny bit of cake. Oh, if you like go buy a pre-made cake from a bakery or yes, like they, a, they, usually a crappy bakery, if you go to your like... With the... With the uh, with the frosting, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, if you go to the grocery store and you're like, write Happy Birthday Matt on it for me, they're like, all right, do you want 17 pounds of frosting on it? And they're like, yeah, write it. Like, no, that's gross. If you like make your cake from a box or like get it from somewhere, like it's a little more reasonable. But yes, uh, crappy birthday cake is gross. It, I agree. It, it, yeah, for, it, it happens mostly at at, at the office, and it, yeah. Meanwhile, it's hard to screw up pie. It is. If, yeah. you, if you go to the grocery store and buy a crappy pie, like, still delicious. Still good. First off, so. in, in near I live, and we, we have Jewel is, like, the main, like, you know, uh, grocery store. And the bakery sure. is actually fantastic. Oh, okay. I, well, there you go. I've never had a bad experience with, a, you know, store brand, bakery, anything there. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I just in my head picture, like, the the $12, like, birthday cake with race cars and stuff on it that you can just, like, walk up and buy any day. And it's just all sugar. Yeah, it's, like, so. it's 
True Frost. I can't. I, I'm not yeah. into that. So nope, that's not good. I, but I had, I had birthday pie, uh, and it was fantastic. It was ever, everything I wanted it to be with none of the frosting that I hate. So uh, what kind of pie did you get? Actually, what if you got mini pies? Oh, so you got the range? Yes, I got quite the range. I got there was an apple, lemon, pecan, blueberry, and cherry, and she got all five, and we had a massive pie party. That's a winner. You should marry her. That's I a did. that's a good selection. There you go. There you go. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, I was telling you that my roommate's birthday was also this weekend, and now there's pie upstairs, which is what started this. And so now we're gonna stop recording. I'm gonna go eat more pie. After this Wait, session. did he have cake or uh, pie? Uh, she had pie. What so kind of pie? We, uh, some sort of dark berry, some boysenberry or raspberry or some sort of purplish berry. Something. They're all good. They're all delicious. Something like that. Okay. Uh, I'm in. I, I thought this was like, you know, like me, like being like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a revolutionary, but no. Like, like my my pro pie counterculture. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I, I I didn't know this is as widely held a belief as it as it seems as it appears to be. No, uh, I live on the liberal West Coast where we're like, yeah, sure, man, have pie for your birthday. Well, you I, do you. I live in the conservative Midwest. No, I wouldn't say no. Illinois is very much a blue state. And yeah, no, forever will be. Not quite the Bible, Belt. but it's, it's like more like a conservative brand of you know you know that that side of the aisle. It's it's more I guess. Closer to the middle, you see. I, then that's crazy people out here. I don't think it is, honestly. I think it. I, it it's odd. It's the, the democratic machine that, that that works out here is is much closer to the GOP than they would care to admit. That's probably true. That's probably true. We got to be careful. We're going from cake and pie over to left and right and blue and red. This this podcast does have boundaries, believe it yeah, or not. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So, yeah, you, 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 all you right. still want me uh, curse, and I. I you can curse all you want. I just edit you, you out. Do, so fine. I can't curse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, Matt's on Twitter, and we'll totally curse at you there and have opinions <laughs> with you about pie the and only, cake. Dylan, the only person I curse at on Twitter is Robin Ventura because he—that's fair. Uh, Matt's on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS, and would love to hear from you. I am on Twitter at Higgins FOS, and yeah, always getting good interactions from you guys. Um, Good luck with your slates on Monday, and of course, we will be back on Tuesday, because we do this five days a week. So, yeah, for Matt, I'm Dylan. We'll talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com fantasy, or follow us on Twitter, at Rotographs.